0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. For this week's podcast, we are going to re-air one of the top podcasts of 2019, one that was really popular and I believe very helpful. It's about how to deal with toxic people, toxic words and toxic events. If you enjoyed this episode today, don't forget to leave us a review, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. I'm going to talk about how to deal with toxic words, environments, people, emails, situations and so on. Every day we potentially will be experiencing toxic words, environments, people, email situations in one form or another. And as you know, this can be so upsetting and mess with your emotions and your mental health and mess up your day. And if you don't watch it, it could mess up your week. You find yourself constantly thinking over and over and over about what that person said or did. And if you just never get to a resolution, you can get yourself into a habit of actually reacting in a toxic way to toxic things and going to this negative cycle. So this is a reality. It's part of life. As you start the day, there's a good chance you're going to have something today that's some sort of exposure to something toxic, whether it's an email, a conversation, a situation. Even friends and family can unknowingly or knowingly do this to you. You cannot control what other people say and do. You cannot control how they're thinking and what they're choosing to think and say. But you can control your reactions. I found a Warren Buffett quote recently that has helped me so much in doing this. So I wanted to share it with you and then give you five tips that I've developed to manage toxic situations that help me so much. Let me start by reading Warren Buffett's quote. You will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. True power is restraint. If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe and allow things to pass. I think of this quote often and it's helped me so much. I'm going to break this quote down. First thing is, you will continue to suffer. It's quite significant. You the one suffering, you not the other person, if you're taking those person's words or actions deep down inside of you and making it part of your mental makeup, part of your brain structure, you are going to be the one suffering. And you will continue to suffer the longer you keep it. So you've got to kind of ask yourself, do you want to keep suffering like this? What's it doing for you? Do you want this to be a continual feeling in your life, especially when it's making you frustrated or angry or upset or hurt or whatever? You can't control, remember, you cannot control what the other person chooses to think and say, but you certainly can control how long you choose to continue to suffer. You're also damaging your brain. The more you spend thinking about this, the more this toxic thing is growing, and this causes neurochemical chaos in the brain and actually damages the brain and sets you up for all kinds of mental health and learning and cognitive issues it's also what is it doing to the quality of your life? What kind of person are you becoming? if you keep on thinking of all these things that everyone's done to you are you potentially developing a victim mentality? Are you maybe becoming overly self involved and inward looking are you becoming too sensitive, hypersensitive. Let's look at the next quote, part of the quote. It says, true power is restraint. I really love that word restraint. It's something that I'm really, really practicing in my own life. It's so key. Restraint is so key in managing toxic situations. Well, pretty much in managing everything. Most of us are just way too reactive. And What we should be doing is developing this much needed skill of self restraint and self regulation. It's just so easy to just react and shoot from the hip. It's so much more difficult to train yourself to have restraint, to self regulate. Before you just get hurt or angry or react and say something that is going to cause even more damage, practice restraint. And restraint also applies to your thought life. You may be thinking something. And the more you think about it, the more real it feels to you and the more you can justify all these whatever assumptions you've made about the other person or the situation. But that thinking is not necessarily true. So we do need to restrain our thinking as well. We need to self-regulate what we are thinking about. The next part of the quote is, true power is in sitting back and observing things with logic. Tremendous wisdom in that. Remember, you have control. You aren't under someone else's power unless you allow it. So instead of reacting, be quiet. Control those thoughts. Control those emotions. You see, you, and then you can sit back and in that state, you have a more logical way of analyzing the situation. You see, you can't be given a hurt or given an offense. You have to take it. So when you sit back, you can decide, Do I want to take this into me? Do I want to make this part of my mental makeup? Do I want my energy to go in this direction? The next part of the quote, if words control you, then everyone controls you. That really hit me. Are you letting other people control you? Well, if you're walking around hurt and upset and acting the victim and how everyone's attacking you and poor me mentality and it's all about me, myself and I and angry and and frustrated and constantly talking about what everyone's done to you, well then, yes, you are letting words control you. And you're wasting precious energy, creating neurochemical chaos in your brain, damage in your brain, and you're not growing as a person. You're not learning and growing. Every situation, even a toxic situation, is an opportunity for you to learn and develop your character. And the last part of the quote. breathe and allow things to pass. And this is a good place to start with these five steps. Let me tell you about my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist takes the best, key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I love Blinkist because in less than 15 minutes, I feel like I can fast track my path to a more intelligent and informed and healthy me. I use Blinkist as part of my daily brain building morning routine, which helps really boost my mental health throughout the day. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to linkist.com slash Leaf. Try it free for seven days and save 25% of your new subscription. The link will be in the show notes. There are so many supplements out there that it can be very overwhelming and scary. I did my own research since that's what I do best and that's when I discovered Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can actually do more harm to your body than good. I've been using Ritual for a while now and I really love how they make me feel inside and out. Ritual also makes everything so easy and convenient. A subscription is easy to start, and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs, delivered every month, no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash Leaf to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com forward slash Leaf. So here are now, I'm going to now give you five steps, which is pretty much a little mental autopsy that you need to do when you get into these situations. It's a five-step deconstructive process. You're going to deconstruct the toxic situational words and turn it into something constructive. First thing, breathe. You know, when someone says something to you or you read words that are toxic, it can cause a shock reaction, maybe even a little panic attack, and your hypothalamic pituitary axis, which is your stress reaction, can work for you or against you in the situation, and When you breathe, you make that whole brain-body process work for you and not against you, which means that you'll control the amount of cortisol and adrenaline that's flowing in your brain. Cortisol is good for you, so is adrenaline, but too much of it will fog your mind. You won't have clear thinking. So what you want to do is breathe, to defog your mind. So this is what I had to do when just the other day I got a really nasty and very unexpected email. I opened this email and I read this and it was a shock. I could feel myself like that gut reaction. I could feel my, my body getting, going into toxic stress. So the first thing I did was breathe. I didn't think about what was being said. I just breathed in for three counts or four counts, held it for four counts and breathed out. And I did that a few times until I felt much calmer. High levels of cortisol and adrenaline in your brain will make you feel freaked out and foggy, and you can just go down a rabbit hole. So, first step, breathe. Now, once you've breathed and you're calmer, recognize and name your reaction. So, for example, to this email that I received, I named my emotions and I started trying to describe it to myself. I feel hurt because I have blah, blah, blah. In other words, name it. Recognize and name it. I'm feeling hurt, or I'm feeling attacked, or I'm feeling defensive, and then ask yourself: once you've named it, why do you feel these emotions? Why are you feeling hurt? And then answer yourself: Why are you feeling attacked? Answer yourself: Why are you feeling defensive? Answer yourself. I did this just for a few seconds. Don't do it for too long. Just name my emotions in a very almost clinical way, and I said, "Okay, I'm feeling hurt because of this and that," and I described it. Immediately, I felt more in control. When I was growing up, breakfast cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But as an adult, you realize that all your favorites were full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. This episode is sponsored by Magic Spoon, a new company that has recreated your favorite childhood cereals with more protein, less carbs, zero sugar, and nothing artificial. It's also gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, GMO-free, and keto-friendly. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash drleaf to get a variety pack and try it today. Use the code drleaf at checkout for free shipping. That's magicspoon.com slash d-r-l-e-a-f. 13 intentionally and deliberately separate the toxic emotions behind the words that you are hearing or reading and the logic of the words apart. Visualize this. So if you imagine a toxic thought like a tree and that's kind of what they look like inside your brain. Thoughts look like trees and a healthy thought would be like this nice green tree and a toxic thought would be this ugly gnarled tree with thorns all over it or whatever. So visualize these words as being this toxic tree. And visualize now ripping the emotions off this toxic tree. So suddenly this toxic tree doesn't look like the scary tree anymore. It's vulnerable. You've taken the emotions off. And now all you have there is instead of all these thorns and ugly things, you just have a few branches that look like little burnt branches, but they're not threatening anymore. So you take the threat out of the words. You separate, take that toxic emotion out, take the threat out of the words, and just look at what are we actually dealing with here. So you start seeing the words and the information in a much clearer way. And then that will start giving you a little bit of insight and maybe a lot of insight into what to do next. So the next step is now you're ready to focus on the words. You'll be able to see, look at the words, without those emotions, and you'll actually be able to see what's there. What is the actual problem? What is the actual the person actually saying to you? When you look at words in this way, or you look at the sentence, or you look at the situation in this way, you're able to see it with so much more clarity. It's like when you're driving through, trying to drive through a snowstorm or torrential rain and you don't have any windscreen wipers or they're broken. You can't see what's going on. But as soon as you separate out the logic and the emotions and take that with threatening toxicity away, what that does is it helps give you clarity. It's like putting on those windscreen wipers. And I did this with this email. I just looked at the words and I thought, okay, this person is saying X, Y and Z. Yes, there's a bunch of emotions behind it, but I can see that they're saying X, Y and Z. Maybe they've actually got a point. Maybe I need to look at myself. Maybe I did something to stimulate this. Maybe this, or maybe they hurt, or maybe I can offer a suggestion. And in fact, I saw that the person was frustrated and I put myself in their shoes and I chose to see if there was something that I could learn in myself to improve who I was as a person and maybe what I had said to them to cause this, or if there was something that was happening that made them react like that. And as soon as I did that, I could see, okay, this is the problem. And this led to step number five. Which was to work out a solution in order to progress forward. So I looked at those words in the way that I just described and I worked out how to respond to the email. I was able to put myself in the other person's shoes and I could really see what they were trying to say and drafted an email and sent it to them. And then they responded and I realized that I was on the right track. And then it set up a Communication, which led to a phone call, which led to a face to face discussion, which led to solving the problem and working out the misunderstanding. We both grew through the situation. We both improved through the situation. We both learned something through the situation. So instead of something becoming totally toxic, it actually turned into something incredibly positive. Both of us benefited from that. So instead of making a bunch of assumptions because I was hurt, and talking myself into a negative hole and telling this one and telling my husband and telling my kids and saying this one I said this, and they said that instead of me getting causing myself a lot of mental distress, I actually was active in identifying the situation the problem and then rebuilding a relationship and solving what could have become a very ugly situation. so what I did was I turned a situation around that would have been bad not just for me but for the other person, and would have constantly left this bad taste in in our mouth and, and none of us would have learned from it. So what I did there was I actually didn't build up a whole lot of toxic assumptions inside of me and live with those, which would have caused mental distress, but I actually managed to preserve a relationship. And even though we didn't agree on everything, we compatibly worked out a way forward and ended up both being extremely happy. And the situation ended up being very positive instead of negative. You see, if you let the toxic emotions grow from the spoken or written words, because whatever you think about grows in your brain and feeds back into your mind and you've got this feedback loop going, whatever you think about is growing. So if you let the toxic emotions grow from these words, you're going to actually feel worse because of the resultant neurochemical chaos that will literally cause brain damage. We're just not wired for that. We are wired to try and resolve issues. We're wired to try and fix things doesn't mean you have to agree with what everyone else thinks or says, but we need to learn to agree to disagree in a kind way. We need to learn to be kind. We need to learn to be kind to ourselves and to others. You also don't know what really motivated that person's words or actions until you actually deal with it and so on. You may be able to guess to a certain extent because obviously there's a bit of a history there or there's a context, but you'll never really get beyond a 70% accuracy rate and that's why it's always worthwhile going through these five steps. You see, if you don't, you're going to have a lot of assumptions that you're going to end up wasting a lot of time and limited mental energy on and causing yourself a lot of mental distress. So just to quickly sum up, first step is breathe. Second step is recognize and name the reaction. Next, intentionally and deliberately separate the toxic emotions behind the words and the logic apart. Fourth step, focus on the content, the words, the logic. What can you learn from that? Which then leads you into step five, which is whatever you've learned from that leads you to being able to work out a solution so that you can progress forward actively focusing on the solution also helps to reduce the effects of that toxic those toxic words or that toxic environment on you the physical and mental effects that they caused because you've now turned deconstructed it and turned it into something very constructive and healthy remember it's okay to agree to disagree not everyone has to agree with you be different it's okay as long as we can do it with kindness i just want to end this podcast by reading this warren buffett quote one more time to you You will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. True power is restraint. If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe and allow things to pass. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.